the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, March the 19th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on March 19, 2013, Pope Francis officially began his ministry as the 266th Pope. He received the ring that symbolizes the papacy and a wool stole that uh, exemplifies his role as a shepherd of the 1.2 billion Catholics worldwide. Today in 1822, Boston was incorporated as a city. Today in 1918, Congress authorized daylight savings time. Today in 1931, Nevada Governor Fred B. Balzer, (laughs) he signed a measure legalizing casino gambling. The rest, as they say, is history. Nevada, at least part of Nevada, became an oasis for a lot of things, not just a desert. Today, in 1942, during World War II, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered men between the ages of 45 and 64, inclusive, to register for uh, non-military duty. Today, in 1977, the series finale of Mary Tyler Moore, it aired on CBS television, ended the situation comedy's seven-season run. Today, in 1979, the U.S. House of Representatives began televising its floor proceedings. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, li- the live feed was carried by C-SPAN. That stands for Cable Satellite Public Affairs Network. A lot of people weren't sure that that would work. Congress, uh, the representatives weren't sure they wanted a live camera in there for probably all kinds of reasons. But in any case, it did work, and C-SPAN has several channels now, and it continues to give us um, live feeds from what's going on in our government without any commentary. Sometimes sometimes the networks wear me out when I'm trying to watch what's going on in Washington, D.C., and so I check out of them with all of their they, – they, <laughs> The networks, when they get a live feed, something's going on important in the government, they just can't keep their face off the screen and they can't keep talking over whomever it is that we're wanting as we little people out here are wanting to see. So I can see why C-SPAN, without its commentary, um, has been successful. Today in 1993, Supreme Court Justice Byron White, he announced plans to retire White's departure paved the way for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Later, her departure would pave the way for Amy Coney Barrett. And today in 2014, Toyota agreed to pay $1.2 billion to settle an investigation by the U.S. government, admitting it had hidden information about defects that caused Toyota and Lexus vehicles to accelerate unexpectedly. You know, all the cars I've ever owned did that. (laughs) No. Um especially when I was young. We won't get into that. But anyway, it caused vehicles to accelerate unexpectedly, resulting in injuries and deaths. The illegal 
migrants brought to the United States by their illegal migrant parents, Nancy Pelosi said, from the from the floor of the House of Representatives. She said they are true and legitimate heirs of the founders of this nation. Pelosi made her claims as Democrats prepared to vote through an amnesty for at least, they're very, um, they're not definite about the numbers, but at least 3 million migrants who are now labeled under several categories. It's kind of shrouded a little bit with secrecy, uh, much like some of the other things are shrouded with secrecy. In fact, the press yesterday spoke out against President Biden, several press, different press organizations, and not necessarily conservative ones. And they said, why are you shutting us out of reporting on the border? Well, they knew the answer to that. I think everybody from a first grader on up to grandpa and grandma in this country, we know why they're shutting them out, because it's chaos. And Biden is totally out of control. I mean, he he has no control over what's happening, and he seems to have no plan. Just let it play out. Whatever will be, will be. We talked about that the last couple of days. We'll certainly keep our eye on it because it's a major, major story. But yesterday, while that was going on and the press has been blocked out, I mean, there's people there working for our people, employees of the United States of America in government positions that are saying we have been ordered specifically not to speak to the press about anything under any circumstances along our southern border. So anyway, while that was going on, Nancy Pelosi was reigning in the House of Representatives, and she was telling the House and the world that they're going to be they're going to be giving amnesty to at least three million migrants. They are heirs of the founders, she said. They include the many illegals, she said, who were brought here to the United States as children by their parents. I understand that's a sensitive issue. I get that. The way it's handled, though, is ridiculous. But Democrats refer to the child arrivals as dreamers. Don't they think that America was built on people who had a dream? Martin Luther King wasn't the first one to say, I have a dream. William Bradford had a dream. He saw America, and he was here centuries before the rest of us were. He said, I see a city on a hill in America. And he preached a sermon on it as soon as he got off the boat. They built a colony. They built it. I mean, are the dreamers the only ones that are children who were brought over here illegally and now we're going to legalize them? I understand it's a sensitive issue, but good grief. We've lost our way. The Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my way, and that is for the believers, it is. To those who are living in darkness, they can't seem to find their way. They stumble through life, and sometimes when they get elected to high positions, even the presidency of the United States and the vice presidency, they bring a nation along with them down a, down a dark, unlit path, and they don't even know where they're going, and they call it progressivism. That's really what's wrong in America today. And there is, a, there is a solution for this. Conservative values infused with biblical values. Our founders were so open about that that they said, they wrote, that's what we did, they said. We weren't trying to make a 
Christian nation in the sense of being having a having a leader, a rabbi or a, a priest or a pastor or something. But when they took the Christian values, the Ten Commandments and other and they they created our laws, our set of laws, or those whom they drew our laws from, who had written them, Locke and others. And they built a nation to be a city on a hill based on the eternal values and principles of God's word. Even I can understand that. When we get to that point, then we allow the word of God to light our path. And everything changes. If we would give heedance to the principles and values of this founding of this country, Nancy Pelosi needs to stop talking and learn something. Maybe she knows it. She just disagrees with the history of this nation, but it's clear. A nation that gives regard to righteousness prospers. A nation that does not does not prosper. That's real basic stuff. But that's what's going on in our country today. But Nancy was making a speech about the dreamers as if they were the only ones who have ever dreamed a dream. I want to give take just a moment and say thank you to those of you who support this ministry. We uh, we are living living in increasingly perilous times, difficult times, challenging times. I believe we're in times that are going that is going to more and more force us to really in some cases, rethink what we really believe. And it's going to force us, not some exterior, but uh, but in, in our own hearts and conscience. It's going to take us to a place where we will at least want to take a closer look at what we really believe and who we really are as people. I think we're going to be tested in the days and weeks and months to come. We'll see. But I feel like it's coming. But I am absolutely certain that God is in control. So don't be fearful, but be, be thoughtful, be prayerful, and keep your eyes open and be informed. And that's why I want to thank all of you who support this ministry. That's what we do to the best of our ability each day and Monday through Friday. And your support allows us to be here. As I have said so often, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So thank you so much uh, from my heart. Thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I want to talk to you a little bit about the destructive consequences to religious liberty. It cannot be overstated. This so-called Equality Act, it is past the House now. It's it's horrible, but it's passed the House. It's being debated in the Senate this week, has been all week. A group of nearly 60 black pastors and leaders within the black community, they've written a letter urging senators to reject it because it isn't about equality. Penny Nance, the president of Concerned Women for America, she says it should be called the Inequality Act, not the Equality Act. <clears throat> She's right. 
But the Democrats and their newly acquired power in Congress and the Oval Office are poised to, to pounce like, like, like a wolf to attack a lamb or a newborn calf or a small animal. They're poised because they are blinded by their own lostness as far as lighting that path that I was talking about. We've got to be informed today or we're going to be misled. The Equality Act will turn LGBTQ rights into a sword that will be stuck right in the heart of the faith-based institutions and individuals if it's passed. If it is passed, my voice could be silenced. I'm not that big a deal, but others speak to more people than I am. They certainly will be challenged. Your faith will be challenged, maybe in your own community, if this thing passes. But the cultural shift away from America's founding principles cannot be overstated if this bill is passed. Much of of our religious freedom, given by God to be protected by the government, will be canceled by the government in the name of equality, now equity, and I'll come back to that in a moment, by a piece of legislation that is about anything but equality. These 57 prominent black pastors and Christian leaders have organized into a campaign, and they're calling it AND Campaign, A-N-D, capital A-N-D Campaign. They've written a letter urging the Senate to reject the Equality Act. If the Senate rejects it, it won't become law, obviously. The link, I, I wrote an article about this today and put a link to their letter if you're interested. That's at faithandfreedom.us. And I would encourage you to take a look at what we write every day. And In fact, you can sign up and to get it, subscribe. It's, it's free, and you're not going to get a lot of other stuff if you sign up for that. We don't do that. We don't send out these paid-for stories that are really fundraisers, for, and, and we don't send out our own, our own fundraising messages on there. It's just simply an article about something that's happening every day. You get it, your email, and you don't get anything else from us, and we never, ever share your name, address, email, whatever, any information about you to anyone under any circumstances, religious, political, or otherwise. We never have. We never will as long as this guy has a breath to breathe. We will not do that. That's a promise. So anyway, in this letter, they warned that this bill is a danger, not just to Christian institutions, but to those belonging to our Jewish, Sikh, Buddhist, and Muslim neighbors as well, they say. The letter says it would remove many of the basic rights that allow religious organizations to operate according to their tenets of faith. It would allow LGBT rights to be used as a sword against faith institutions. They talk a lot about, uh, and they're taking a careful approach, but they talk a lot about, in addition to failing other religious protections to religious institutions, it would likely, and then they list a whole number of things that it would likely do, and I won't go into all of that today, but suffice it to say, it would greatly undermine our religious freedom. And this letter is certainly well-intentioned. They also offer an alternative called the Fairness for All Act, which they say would protect religious liberty as well as preserve the rights of the LGBTQ community. The act, they say, is a product of churches and the LGBTQ community coming together to find ways to coexist and promote tolerance. I understand that. But the history of the LGBTQ activist community is to impose not tolerance but affirmation. They force people by law to celebrate their chosen behavior which God says is perverse, and God denounces that, and God is the creator of all things. 
And that's why the LGBT community, who is a major force behind this bill, along with Joe Biden himself and his administration, they won't accept something less than the whole bill. They may agree to it temporarily, but they, they will never stop. Many of us remember Ed Murray and his march to legalize gay marriage in Washington State. I was in the middle of that. I got whacked by by everybody except some of the Christians, and some of the Christians were going after us. But they wouldn't stop, and he gloated about it, and the Seattle Times celebrated him. That was before he became mayor. They didn't celebrate him after he'd been mayor for a while. The truth began to be known. But in any case, he accredited his success, and that was highly celebrated by the press, to be just tenacious. And he talked about incrementalism. He said, we get it an inch at a time. We never give up. We never quit. Then they don't. They never do. As the Senate hearings on this bill opened this week, Senator Tammy Duckworth, she's a Democrat from Wisconsin, she's the first openly gay member of the Senate, she said, quote, discrimination remains a daily reality for members of the LGBTQ community. Baldwin said a lot of progress has been made for the LGBTQ Americans since she first <clears throat> came to Washington in um, 1999. But she said more is needed. She said her colleagues think the Equality Act is the next step. Incrementalism. Senator Dick Dermott, he's a Democrat from Illinois. He's the committee chairman. <clears throat> he actually said a, um, a recent study found that one out of three LGBTQ Americans, including three out of the five transgender Americans, experienced discrimination over the past year. And that's why this is critical, he says. He's pushing. They're all pushing. Nancy says it's a spiritual matter that we pass this bill. So does Joe Biden. And I think they believe that in their twisted thinking on Scripture. Senator James Langford, he's a Republican from Oklahoma, he and a few others explained how the Equality Act will force institutions like churches and employers to provide health insurance that covers abortion in violation of their constitutionally protected religious rights. But the left doesn't care. And I will tell you, the Democrats today, with the vote of the vice president, who is president, of the, it has that vote in the Senate, Kamala Harris, they have the upper hand if they can get all the Democrats to go with them on this vote. Other Christian leaders are speaking out strongly about it. Penny Nance, she's the president of Concerned Women for America, she told CBN, she said, quote, it should be called the Inequality Act. In fact, I included a clip, a video clip of her talking about that in the article that I wrote today at faithandfreedom.us at our website. But this act will expand on the 1964 Civil Rights Act by broadening the definition of protected classes to include sexual orientation and gender identity. And I have to ask myself, and I think we should all ask ourselves, do we really believe that ethnicity is equivalent to sexual behavior? I don't think so. And do we really want to enshrine that notion into our nation's laws? Man, I hope not. If sexual behavior is a right equal to that of the color of one's skins or the ethnicity, what could be next? True equality involves the idea that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Is homosexuality a self-evident truth? that must be protected in the same way ethnicity is protected and treated equal? 
in the sense of laws and rewriting our nation's history? That's what they're trying to do. I know, because I'm following this. And I know that I would be labeled as a bigot by some who do not know my heart. I've prayed with more people struggling with homosexual addiction than they probably have. But that doesn't matter. Because this is a political agenda that must be pushed through. Is sexual behavior really the same as religious freedom? Today's gay rights warriors will not stop until it is so, according to our laws. Because they've already canceled God's laws in their own minds. Ironically, the bill is not being advanced in isolation. There are three interrelated agendas that are being pushed here. My old friend and law professor, F. Lagarde Smith, he was a law professor, he's retired now, he's a law professor at Pepperdine University and at, I think at Liberty University and one other university, I can't remember in his career. But he said, think of them, he's talking about this, this issue. He wrote an article this week, he said, think of them as a stack of Russian um, Matrosha dolls. <clears throat> That's those Russian dolls. He said the smaller one, ones nesting within the larger ones, they make eggs like that as well. The Russian you know, craftsmen and so on, you, you've seen those. I've seen the dolls and the eggs, and obviously he has too. He said the largest, most visible, and the naturally winsome uh, doll is the social justice doll of late wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt protesting against racism while insisting that all whites are at least unconsciously racist. Apart from the extremism, manipulation, and hypocrisy, racial equality is a just cause, according to them. He continues in his article. He said the social justice dolls provide cover for the next smaller gender doll, which has been cleverly designed in the exact same shape as if gender bender issues are as legitimate as race issues. Under the Equality Act, one mustn't discriminate against LGBTQ or trans persons, hence boys identifying as girls cannot be excluded from playing on girls' sports teams, and women identifying as men cannot be refused employment by churches having conscientious religious scruples, even if that violates the constitutionally guaranteed freedom of religion. He said nested, nested within the gender doll, the equality doll, looks like an identical twin of equality. But don't be fooled. It's an equity doll. Far from being the equality of opportunity on which this nation was founded, the goal of the leftist equity is equality of outcome, both economic and social. Never mind that every system ever devised to produce equality of outcome has only succeeded in lowering the level for everyone, except, of course, the elitist planners themselves. Not one of today's equity activists, Lagarde Smith says, would want true equality of outcome if it meant having to give up their positions of power, their expensive homes, their swanky SUVs and safe suburbs. He said equity stops abruptly at their door. How true. He said if we really, truly, and I don't believe we do, want equality, we've got to go to this source. Equality is God's idea, not man's idea. Man perverts it every time. God never, ever guarantees outcomes. He doesn't do that. Only equality of opportunity 
If we look at the most important text, the golden text of the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is the model of equality. God himself became flesh and died for your sins and mine. And we all have an equal opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and our sins are forgiven no matter how deep and dark and dirty they are. Whatever you've done can be forgiven by God because His Son Jesus Christ died on a cross, and God has given everyone equal opportunity. But He has not given everyone equal outcome because that isn't God's way. God respects humanity. And he loves humanity. And that is the model that we must follow in this life. But our own government is trying to take us down a different path. And I will tell you, it isn't God's path. It's humanistic and secularism. It's socialism and globalism. All of it. All parts of the whole. But God says, if you will come to me, if you will accept my son Jesus Christ as your Savior and ask him to forgive you of your sins... You will spend eternity with me, with Jesus Christ, who himself is God. And if you reject, you won't. That's true equality. But we don't like consequences in our secular, progressive, humanist world. All are invited, but not everyone will accept. Representative Jerry Nadler, I mentioned that on this program, but I'll mention it again. Last week, during the discussion, he made it very clear that not everybody is buying into God's plan for equality. A, a Christian representative, I can't remember what state he was from now, but he got up and he made a case, and he, he was very well spoken, and he made the case that God, that God's word talks about equality, not exactly what I'm saying here, but he was talking about those kinds of things, and he was saying how he did not support this so-called Equality Act. Jerry Nadler, who was the chairman of the committee, finally came up and cut the guy off at the microphone, and he said, and I quote Jerry Nadler, the commission chairman, he said, what any religious tradition describes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. And that pretty well sums it up. In a time, a conservative court at this time might be a crucible backstop for religious freedom. But in the meantime, I believe God is calling us as to what we really believe and who we really are and what our lives are really about. I will tell you, the words of the prophet Joel, chapter 3, verse 14, loom large today. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Tough decisions lie ahead of us, but we can make them with ease, at peace, if we will simply walk in the presence of Almighty God in our lives, as imperfect as we are, He sees us as though we've never sinned, when we accept Christ as our Savior. And we can walk in His light and His peace, while we make some very difficult decisions. But one thing is certain, tough decisions do lie ahead. And I'll tell you one thing, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and I'm sure many of you are as well. So let's stand together and stand strong, and let's see what God has in store for us. But God is in control, and he'll be with us 
keep us and give us his peace. Thank you for being with me today. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll continue our conversation on Monday. We'll be talking about what happened over the weekend, what's happening in our world. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.